Hey, Story Pirates podcast listeners, Lee here. It's the moment you've all been waiting for, part two of our big season finale. And once again, we are lucky enough to have special guest Gabrielle Dennis joining us, as well as the incredible singer and actor Alan K. Washington. All of that and more coming up after these quick words for the grown-ups. Hey, grown-ups, if you live in the Midwest United States, you can bring your kids to see Story Pirates live on the Amazing Adventure Tour, proudly sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. You can find tickets at storypirates.com live. Shows feature Eric from the Story Pirates podcast and Peter hosting in Wisconsin and Illinois. The Amazing Adventure Tour is headed to these cities in May. Iowa City, Iowa, St. Paul, Minnesota, Akron, Ohio, Plainfield, Indiana, Milwaukee and Madison, Wisconsin, featuring Peter, Skokie and Juliet, Illinois, also featuring Peter. We really would love to see you there. That ticket link again is storypirates.com slash live. Now back to the show. Hey, grown-ups! If you're a fan of comedy, there's a brand new podcast from our friend Justin Bartha that I wanted to tell you about. You may remember Justin from Episode 7 this season. He's the treasure hunter at the Met, and as you heard, a seriously funny actor. Justin's show is called King of the Egg Cream, and in addition to Justin, it has just the most incredible cast. Again, this show's just for grown-ups and probably older kids. Grown-ups, you can take a listen yourself and see what you think. But if you're a fan of hilarious stuff and well-told stories, you will probably like King of the Egg Cream. Here's a taste. Ah, wow. This egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, back to the show. Previously on the Story Pirates podcast. Wait, excuse me, sir. Where are we? What do you mean, where are we? You're in Nether Nebosha. <gasps> Nana? My wonderful grandson. Please, please tell me what's wrong. Everything is wrong. Everything. We need your help, and fast. Or else, Nether Nebosha as we know it will be gone forever. Nana? Queen Nana? Right, Queen Nana. I I just want to ask, what? I know, that's a lot to throw at you, and I don't want to exaggerate. But I do want to tell you that the fate of Nether Nebosha and all its inhabitants depends on you, and, well, only you. Oh well, this sounds like it's Eric's problem. I'm going back to the ship, everyone. Have a nice life. Rolo, you know the Story Pirates motto? Everything we do, we do together. Is that our motto? I'm trying out a new thing. Well, I like it. Rolla, will you help? Ugh, okay, fine. Now, what about the rest of you, huh? Will you help us too? I'll help. We can save Nether Nebosha. I know we can. I'll help too. Me too. And I will help. For I am Siegfried the Orange, Scourge of the Frost Giants, Bane of Jormungandr, the nerviest Nord in Northumberland. Hello! 
I will also help, for I am a baby who happens to have a mustache. And I will help you, because my motto is, when we help, we, um, help. Okay, I have to workshop that a bit, but it's close. everybody where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs and also you save lost underwater cities right i mean that's a thing you do like you have done it before and you're really good at it yeah uh sort of we'll certainly try our hardest or my nickname isn't Barnaby goulash eric that's not your nickname yet um why don't we do a story first of course okay listeners have you ever wanted something so bad that you really had to make your case to a grown-up in order to get it? If so, you're going to relate to this next story about a kid who wants one of the most perfect things imaginable. Featuring the incredible actor and singer Alan K. Washington, here's the author to introduce it. Hi, I'm Riley. I'm 12 years old and I live in Rhode Island. This is my story, The Perfect Horse. Derek, sweetie, are you coming to dinner? We can't have dinner yet. Why not, son? I've been working on a presentation. For school? No, for both of you, actually. Uh, take a seat. You always say, Derek, you should go for your dreams. And I promise that my wish this time is not too extreme. Just listen, don't say no before you hear. Oh, boy. Yeah, this can't be good. I had this vision as I walked down the street The thing we need to make our family complete I've studied and I've trained about a year Trained for what? We just signed you up for karate And we know you'll say When did your friends get here? When you're older, not today But I'm almost grown up, time to saddle up There's got to be a way Cause I found the perfect horse he lives at Springwood Farm And I know that he's the only one for me His hair is brown, his mane is black And now there is no turning back His name is Tivo And he's the perfect host Eric, sweetie, this is a very thorough presentation it's nice to see you. I'm a swimmer. But I really don't know. Honey, I'm kind of intrigued. Derek, tell me more about Tivo. Alan, what are you There's lots of different horses, but my Tivo's unique. With a star on his forehead and socks on his feet. He's very fun to ride, but also a little bit sassy. And I know you'll ask, what does Tivo eat for snack? Well, his favorite treat, the only thing that he'll eat Are those red or blue freeze pops Yes, I found the perfect horse He lives as free 
him for me, oh. Cause he's the perfect husband. I'll always be the one to clean his table. And brush his hair. I can be his trainer, I swear I'm able. Derek's so responsible. Derek is incredible. Nice touch, boys. I'll give my best, now put me to the test. So mom and dad, oh please say yes. He lives at Springwood Farm, and I told him we would pick him up tonight. Let's go eight o'clock. Let's go eight o'clock. I promised them my love won't fade, and I'm not even about a prize. It was fully paid. His name is Tivo. And I want him for me, oh. His name is Tivo. Oh, I want him for me, oh. Cause he's the perfect horse. So, what do you say, Mom and Dad? Well, during the second verse, your father made a phone call. Alan, bring him in. Whoa, Tivo. And now, Lee speaks with the author. Hey, Miley, it's Lee from Story Pirates. Hi, Lee. So, Miley, you wrote The Perfect Horse. Yeah. Wait, so is the horse in the story your real horse? Yeah. TiVo exists as a horse? Yeah. That's so cool. (laughs) Do you ride him? Oh, yeah, all the time. And what's that like? Do you trot around? Do you do jumps? Do you go fast? Do you go slow? Like, what kind of riding do you do with TiVo? I don't jump yet, um, but we do walk, trot, and canter. Awesome. What's the difference between those three? Well, walking is just, it's walking. Trotting is kind of like a speed walk. And then cantering, that's kind of like a jog. Uh-huh. Like, if we were to jog, that's a horse's canter. Okay, got it. And you mentioned freeze pops. Does Tivo really eat freeze pops? Yeah, during the summer, the barn keeps freeze pops in the freezer, and we get to give them to the horses. Oh, that's so nice. And they have peppermints there. Oh, does he like peppermints? Yeah. How old is Tivo? He's 21. Oh, wow. Is that old for a horse? Yeah, that is pretty old, like middle-aged, maybe. Wow. What kind of responsibilities are there for taking care of a horse? For listeners that might not know, or who might have like a dog or a cat, but have never taken care of an animal as big as a horse. Well, you need to feed them and give them water, and you need to make sure they get enough exercise. You need to clean their stall, which is basically where they live most of the time. They need to go outside every day, usually, and you need to make sure they're clean. And you need to make sure they get plenty of love. You need to make sure, like, their teeth are healthy and their body is healthy. There's a lot of responsibility for taking care of horses. It sounds like you really care about TiVo and about horses. Do you feel that way about animals in general? Oh, yeah. Just horses are my favorite. Why are horses your favorite? Well, um... My mom grew up with horses, so we would go to the barn all the time with my younger sister, and um, we would get to see all the horses, and I just grew up to really liking them. 
it really sounds like TiVo is a part of your family. Yeah, he is. What do you think is it that makes having animals part of our lives so special? Having animals gives you like a companion, someone to talk to that'll usually listen. They're kind of fun to have. It really does feel like there's someone that you can share your deepest thoughts with. Yeah. Like, have you ever had a problem and, and then you had a chance to spend time with TiVo and maybe talk some of it out and then later you're like, things seem clearer? Yeah, like if I ever have something going on at school, when we go to the bar and I'll talk to him. So nice. Do you ever think like, what would TiVo say back to you if he could? Oh yeah, all the time. What do you think he would say? Sometimes he can be lazy and not want to do things. So he'll probably complain about working. (laughs) And then when we're like giving him love, he'll probably just tell us to keep it coming. He loves getting like treats and pets. It sounds like you're pretty lucky to have TiVo and TiVo is pretty lucky to have you. Yeah, he's a really good horse. Like when I read your story, it sounds to me like you're really persuading the reader that this horse is perfect. He is perfect. Miley, this has been so nice to talk to you. I actually feel so much calmer having talked about TiVo with you. So thanks for telling me all about him and for letting us perform your story. Thank you for performing my story and thanks for talking to me. You're so welcome. Bye. Bye. Nana, if we're going to save Nether Nebuja, you have to tell us what's going on. Start from the beginning. Well, it all started in 1942. I was young then. Nana, I I think you went back too far. Oh, right. (laughs) Okay. Nether Nebosia siphons its power from the Earth's core. A series of elaborate pipes and tubes bring us the energy, the energy that we use to power our schools and our shops and my special heated toilet. And then we send it back, turning the core into an endlessly renewable resource. You know, the, the Story Pirate's motto is no waste, no problem. Is it? Still trying stuff. I like it. Anyway, your source of renewable energy sounds great. It is. Or it was. The pipes have been on the fritz. Street lights keep flickering. Automatic doors won't work. My special heated toilet? It is so cold. We think there's a clog somewhere in the pipes, and it has nothing to do with my special toilet, no matter what you've heard. We haven't heard anything about your special toilet. Oh, well, anyway, we've been trying desperately to fix the pipes, but to no avail your ship. Oh, I believe your ship could fix the pipes. But how? Isn't it obvious? I need you to go on a journey to the center of the Earth. We'll be right back. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get $0 delivery fees on eligible orders with DashPass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter. Hey, Lee. What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here. Thank you. Delicious sushi. Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here. Thank you. What's that delivery? Groceries. Oh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery? It's here. Thank you. Peter, why are you getting... It's here! Thank you! 
This seems like a lot it's of- It's here! Thank you! Peter! Why do you keep getting so many deliveries? It's too easy! I can't stop! Well, what's that delivery you just got? Oh, more sushi. <sighs> wow, I guess getting that many deliveries makes you hungry. You have no idea. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change, terms apply. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is brought to you by Paramount Pictures' new big-screen family comedy adventure, If... Set within the magical world of imaginary friends, If's fantastically fun original story entertains audiences of all ages and delivers a comedy packed with lots of laughs and heart. If is in theaters May 17th. Personally, I'm looking forward to seeing If because of all the weird, wild, and funny characters. I saw the trailer, and there's this weird banana-looking character that you can only see in the trailer for like a second, but I'm obsessed. What's that guy's deal? I cannot wait to find out. Plus, if you know me, you know I like a stacked cast, and this one has got it all. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., and Steve Carell. Uh, A-list much? Not to mention that If also has my personal favorite actor of all time. That's right. John Stewart. I am excited to see this movie, not least of all, because I'd like to see and or hear John Stewart on the big screen. From visionary director John Krasinski, If is about a girl who discovers that she can see everyone's imaginary friends. It's the perfect movie to see with the whole family and takes audiences on a magical big screen adventure filled with heart and hilarious laughs that are meant to be shared. Best of all, If celebrates the power of a child's imagination, which, you know, sounds pretty good to me. See If in theaters May 17th. A journey to the center of the Earth? That's right, a journey to the center of the Earth. Is everyone up for that? Yeah, yeah let's go! Great! Okay, there's not a moment to lose. You have to act fast. First things first, you need to fix the special drill to the front of your ship. A drill on the front of the ship? You got it! Jen, what else? That's pretty much it. Well, it's time for us to go. Everyone, are you ready? Yes! I'll miss the ocean. I'll miss my tiny baby anti-smush suit. I'll miss my mustache. Rolo, you can take your mustache with you. I can? Of course. The Story Pirates motto is you can take your mustache with you. Nimini is- Trying something. Well, I'm excited for our next adventure, but I too will miss the sea. We had a wonderful time under the sea. Swimming and laughing and splashing, so fun and so free. Now we must bid you adieu and be on our way. But ocean will miss you forever and just want to say... Ocean, we love you better than you. It does not get... Ocean, we love you. 
We love how you always are so wet. Ocean, we love you. We love the seaweed and the clams. Ocean, we love you. We consider you one of our best friends. Ocean, we love you. You always stand right by our side. We mean as a metaphor. Because you are water and not a person. You're 71% of this earth, but like 90% of our hearts. The other 10% is love and harmony. That was beautiful. But remember that whole act fast part? Sorry, Nana. We got carried away. You know how I love to sing. Oh, of course. You have the most beautiful voice in the world. Now, we only have one small problem. You can't just board to the earth with your big ship. We don't want you damaging the crust. You have to be stealthy, small, teeny tiny. But how do we do that? I can help with that. Smitty! I borrowed an anti-smush suit. I hope you don't mind. But listen. I've been eavesdropping on this whole scene. I even sang a bit of the song. Just a chorus and a little bit of harmony. I sang softly, but I hit all the notes. Schmitty, get to the point. Well, it's just that I still have my shrink ray. Oh. So, what if I shrunk us down along with the ship so we can drill into the earth with little more impact than an ant? Smitty, that's a great idea. Also, I sort of used to be a plumber, so maybe I could help with the whole pipe situation. That would be incredible. We'll definitely need a plumber. You know, I also used to be a plumber. Oh, <laughs> Rachel, what job haven't you had? Well, I've never been a giraffe's assistant, but I have been a giraffe. Well, on that note, Goodbye, Story Pirates, and good luck. Wait, Nana, you're not coming with us? Oh, no. I'm staying here. But I just found you again after all these years. I spent my whole life looking for Nether Nebosia. I need you to come with me. Tell me everything you know. Eric, thank you for finding me. But as long as you keep telling my stories, I'll be with you. Now go. Go on and make your own stories. But we'll see you again when we're done saving Nether Nebosia, right? Huh, maybe. Or, I don't know, maybe I'll be the queen of some other underwater city by then. Or maybe a city in a cloud. <laughs> Imagine me! In the sky! I'll miss you, Nana. Goodbye. Goodbye! Oh, and goodbye, story pirates. Oh, but actually, excuse me, former plumber, uh, before you head into the earth, could you maybe help me unclog, say, a special toilet? I, I, I didn't clog it. <laughs> a, a friend did. Hey, you got it. Take me to this special toilet. Hey, should we do another story? Yeah! yeah!
Okay, listeners, for the final story of season four, we have for you the bizarre origin story of Planet H. Trey. A planet where humans live underwater and fish live on land. And here to introduce it are the authors. Hi, I'm Caitlin and I'm 11 years old. Hi, I'm Jack and I'm 10 years old. And this is our story, Fishing Fish That Fish Humans. Mother, look, there's a cheeseburger floating here under the sea. May I have a bite? Oh, please, Mummy, please. Heavens, no, child. Do you not remember the golden rule? Us humans must always stay away from cheeseburgers. I know, I know. Because cheeseburgers come from the surface where fish fish for us humans. Exactly. That's why you should never eat a cheeseburger. Oh, hey, look, a cheeseburger. Dad, no! Father! Look, Charlotte, I've got one. Oh, Jeffy boy, good show. What a beautiful human you've caught. And what a feisty one he is. All right, human, back you go. Uh. Oh, thank you! Oh, Jeffy, what a beautiful night for human fishing. And how handsome you look in your fishing tuxedo. Thank you ever so much, Charlotte. We are lucky to live here on Planet H, Trey. Jeffy, what is that coming down from the sky? Why, it's some sort of craft from space. And look, it's landing there across the lake. Captain's log. I, Captain June, along with my first mate Caleb, have successfully touched down on a new planet. And it's super cool. Caleb, this is the captain's log, not the first mate's log. Right, sorry, I am just so excited. <clears throat> the crew's spirits are high as we prepare to embark on our first exploration of this strange new land. Captain June, out. All right, Caleb, let's explore. Whoa, Captain, look, are those fish? Fishing? Huh. Seems a bit cruel for them to be hunting their own kind, don't you think? Forget that. Why are they walking on land? How do they even breathe? And who does their tailoring? That is quite a fish tuxedo. Come, Caleb. Let's take the inflatable yacht that auto-inflates on contact with water. Aye, aye, Captain. Perfect. Let's go. Now, Caleb, just because these fish are wearing formal wear, remember, they are still just fish, so don't expect to be able to communicate with them. Of course, Captain. Communicate with whom? Blah, 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 blah. Captain June, did that fish just talk to us? Hello, I'm Jeffy Boy. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I'm Charlotte. Blah, blah. Hi, I'm Caleb. Mike from Earth! Shh, Caleb, please. They might be dangerous. We can hear you, you know. Ah, sorry. I'm not used to talking with, um, uh, the fish. <laughs> Hello, I am Captain June of Earth. We come in peace. Oh, wonderful. Would you like to come fishing with us? Uh, okay. <gasps> Jeffy, it seems you have a nibble. Ha-ha! Time to pull up my cheeseburger. Did he say cheeseburger? Oh, man, you got me again. And, and us, us as, as well. well. What luck. I've caught three humans. Humans? Ah! Caleb, quick, help me free these poor souls. Come, comrades, we're here to save you. Whatever are you doing, blah, blah, blah. Quick, humans, onto the inflatable yacht. Okay, Jack, as it is, this is all right. Wait, come back. Those are our humans. My friends, 
I'm so glad we were able to save you from those savage fish. You're welcome, by the way. Uh, thanks, I guess, but would you please put us back in the water? You want to go back? Yes, we obviously can't breathe up here. <laughs> Nonsense! You're humans! You have lungs! Just take a deep breath like this. <sighs> now you try. Okay. <sighs> hey, it works! Let me try. Yes, me as well! <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Thank you, strange land humans, for teaching us this great gift. We will now go back to our homes and teach the other humans to breathe air. You are very welcome. But first, let us use this new skill to punish those that have wronged us. Very good. I... wait, what did you say? Come, family, to teach those fishing fish a lesson. Oh, no, 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 that's not exactly what uh -huh. I meant. Wow, they swam back quick. Charlotte, look. The ocean humans have come back? We are ocean humans no more. We now claim the land. It's the ocean for you. What? Push. Whoa. The Jeffy boy. My tux. Push. Whoa. My dress. A fish in the water? How absurd. What will become of us, Jeffy boy? Oh, what will become of us? I do not know, Charlotte. I do not know. Hmm, well, Caleb, I think we can both agree that this was a job well done. Was it? Time to go back and tell the scientists what we found. But Captain, will we ever come back? You know what? Probably not. Let's go. Seven decades later, H. Trey had many houses built on it, and it was illegal to fish for fish. But sometimes fish still fish for humans. Ain't that a twist? Yeah. Oh, Mother, look. There's some fish swimming down in the water. May I catch one? Oh, please, Mummy, please. Heavens, no, child. Do not remember the golden rule. Us humans must never fish for fish. I know, I know. Because fish used to fish for humans. And if we fished for fish, we'd be no better than fish. That's fish. I mean... Right. <laughs> I love my family. Oh, hey, look, there's a cheeseburger on the dock that's connected to a string leading into the water. That looks good. Guess I'll take a bite. Ted, no! <laughs> oh, fish. The end. Well, that's it for this season of the Story Pirates podcast. We cannot wait to return for season five when we'll be... Well, Journeying to the center of the Earth? What and who will we find down there? Are we going to all remain tiny? What is the actual deal with Smitty? Well, while you're waiting for the answers to those questions, this is a great time for you to grab a piece of paper and a pen and start writing or drawing your story. Take everything you're thinking about, everything you're feeling, the questions you have, the observations you're making about the world and your life, and put them into an imaginative, original story that only you can write. And when you're done with that story, I hope that you will not just share it with the story pirates, I do want you to do that, but also I hope you share it with your friends and family 
Because making stuff up and sharing it with people that you care about is what this whole thing is about. A big thanks to today's authors, Miley, Caitlin, and Jack, and a huge thanks to all of the families that listen. Hearing from you and reading your stories, it really means more to us than you could ever know. We'll see you soon. And until then, stay creative and stay kind. Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Gimlet Media, executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Bear, Mike Cavallon, Chad Chennai, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Jonathan Roberts, Jasmine Romero, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. Recording, sound design, and mixing by Sam Bear at the Relic Room in New York City. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord, arranged by Brendan O'Grady and Jack Mitchell, produced by Brendan O'Grady, and featuring the beatboxing of Kayla Milady. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell. Our head writer is Rachel Winitsky. Staff writers are Mike Cabalon and Mahala Lawrence. And contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. Special guest, Gabrielle Dennis and Alan K. Washington. This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Keith Buxton, Sasha Diamond, Melissa Gordon, Gabby Hornig, Quinton Johnson, Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Justin Phillips, Sam Rogal, Peter Russo, Joanna Simmons, Rachel Winitsky, Nimini Ware, and Matt Zimbrano. The Perfect Horse was written by Jack Mitchell and produced by Jack Mitchell and Brendan O'Grady. Ocean We Love You was written by Rachel Winitsky and produced by Jack Mitchell. The Fishing Fish Song was written by Peter McNerney and produced by Jack Mitchell. Alright, I know that we're drilling through the Earth's crust and all, but this drill is kind of loud. I wonder how long it's gonna last. <laughs> okay, this is starting to stress me out. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna put on my new noise-canceling headphones. <laughs> okay, oh, here they are. And Ah, much better. Oh, and now while I have my headphones in, I'll just use my old trusty meditation app. Just pull it up and play. Hello, welcome. Imagine you're sitting by a peaceful, gurgling stream. I can hear it. Oh, so relaxing. Now, imagine you're extremely tiny and are in a ship that used to be an ocean ship, then a flying ship and then a spaceship. And then it was a submarine for a while. And now it's got a drill on the front and you're drilling through the Earth's crust. <sighs> so you can travel to I the center of the Earth. Oh, and you love stories wait, written by kids as well. that's exactly what's happening in my real life. Now imagine you know a really great guy named Hold up, Peter. this is not now, a meditation app, is it? Kevin? Uh, Peter, Ke is uh, that you? <laughs> Haley, actually this is Peter. What are you doing? Uh, you called me. So... Does that mean that every time I've used the meditation app, I'm just calling you? I thought it was kind of weird at first, but you know, yes and. <laughs> Am I right? Huh. All right. Well, let's keep going. Oh, sure, yeah. I can keep doing it. Um, okay, let me get back into it. <laughs> All right. Now imagine you're a baby. You're a really tiny baby, but you got wings. So you're flying. You're a flying baby. Ah. Uh... Or you're flying through the trees, but then you're flying in the water. 
Your little baby with wings flying in the water. So relaxing. All right, now get out of that water. Now you're, now you're flying through the TV. Oh, that part was weird. That's right, you're a digital baby. But still relaxing. A digital cherub. You got wings, a little bow and arrow. Now you're Cupid. Imagine you're a little baby Cupid, shooting your little hot arrows into people's backsides. They go, ouch. Then they fall in love. And then you, you, and then you get yourself with one of those love arrows, and you say, ouch. But it doesn't hurt, really. It's just a love arrow. And then you look in the mirror, and you fall in love with yourself. That's something we all should do. If you can't love yourself, how the heck are you supposed to love somebody else? Huh. Yeah, I'd pay ten bucks a month for this. As they say, imagine now that you're cotton candy. You're at the carnival. The little kid just won you as a prize. All right, now that kid's starting to eat you, and you're cotton candy, but you don't don't feel it because you're just candy. But somehow you can think, and you think this is my purpose. My purpose was to be eaten by a kid at a carnival, and I've accomplished my life's purpose. Now imagine that your legs have started growing real long, and you're stretching up. The rest of your body stays the same size, but your legs are getting real tall. So you're growing high up above the trees. You're growing above all the houses. Well, bye-bye, skyscrapers. I'm growing right past past you as well. I'm up above the clouds. Look at all these birds. Hey, birds. I'm a, I'm a regular-sized person. Except they've got real long legs. Now you start to notice that the oxygen is getting a little thin up here. You're starting to worry. You think, maybe I should lay down. You know, down on the ground where there's oxygen. So you lay down, but now your legs, they're stretching half, halfway across the country. And you think, this is not so relaxing. This is rather stressful. I don't like this at all. I'm going to make my long legs not so long. Maybe I'll bend them, but that only takes care of the problem for a short while. Because your legs keep growing. So you stick your feet up in the air, and your feet start growing into space. And you start thinking, oh, my feet are cold. Space is cold. And you're like, oh well. Well, maybe I'll put on some more socks. And uh, that does the trick. Now your feet are in space with the real world. And just lay down for a while. I don't know how we're going to solve this problem, but don't worry about it.